Welcome, Eden, uh, to Hot Sauce. This is the first episode. Uh, we're trying to create a bit of hype and energy around outreach when it comes to direct sourcing. We want to try and make the industry a little bit more creative and, and give candidates a better experience and help build out employer brands. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Well, look, Mike, thank you. Firstly, I'm absolutely honored to be episode one. I didn't realize that. Um... Welcome, welcome. These last few years have been really big for you out the back of flybys into crew. Um, you've now got rubber band, um, createfulness. Uh, this is a, yeah, been a big, big few years for you. Um, yeah. So how has all this kind of come to be? Um, you know, I loved my time at flybys and that was a really creative role. And I decided to, Hey, bring that, um, to the people, so to speak, and launched my own, um, creative consulting business, uh, like you mentioned, I'm, I'm passionate about recruitment and talent acquisition, so I also run an um, online support group and online events for TA professionals. But the big ticket item for everyone at the moment is creativity. It just keeps coming up, and I'm really excited to be here today to, to talk about one of those elements of creativity that, that we're having to face in talent acquisition. Lovely. And it's funny, I, I, I don't think I would have considered it until we'd previously spoken about it, that it can be really hard for people in TA to switch between the more kind of methodical process orientated, like output elements of the role. And then uh, when it comes to engagement and trying to either create copy or any kind of marketing collateral, you do need to kind of lean on that creative side of the brain and it can be hard to, to turn it on. Totally. And it's completely opposite sides of the brains, right? Like I, I put it down to mindset. I think talent acquisition professionals have a mountain of work to get through every day. And a lot of it's process, you know, I, I, I think a lot of our, um, you know, our, our systems, a lot of, um, you know, how we actually operate, a lot of our processes are, are quite manual. Um, and we have to keep on top of so much. It's like multiple juggling multiple things all at once. You know, you've got 10 candidates to call back. You've got five to book into interview. You've got a dozen CVs to go through. You've got to book in phone screens. You've got to get reference checks organized. You've got to get their contract done. It's like you're just constantly on this hamster wheel every single day. And then if you're needing to do something creative, which has become such a core part of what we do because we're in a, a talent crisis, we need to stand out from the pack. We're very focused on employer branding. Um, there are so many creative elements in terms of what we do in talent acquisition now. So to step out of that kind of reactive mindset where you're constantly thinking of the next thing that you have to do in terms of process to do something creative is really difficult. Um, it's, it's a really challenging thing to actually do and, and you do need to step back and, you know, take stock in order to do it. You can't do it while you're, you're stuck in that other mindset. Now, talking of something that you're, you're proud of, some work that you're proud of, you've brought along a message today. So this is the premise of Hot Sauce, is, is bringing along a message that you've sent or maybe you've been sent that really yep. made some impact and is a little bit weird and quirky and creative. Um, so please, uh, talk us through this message. I've had a bit of a peek at it and 
It's creative. It's definitely creative. Totally. Do you know what? This is one that um, Simon McSorley shared with me when I, you know, with Flybos, we had such a strong brand that, you know, I tended to be quite generic in my um, outreach. So for anything outbound, um, you know, I talked about Flybos. We had really great creative. We had a great marketing team and comms team that provided us all that content. And when I went to crew and worked in consulting with with other brands, um, and, and, and the market as well, because it was such a tight talent market, particularly um, when I kicked off um, earlier this year, and, and it still continues to be. I found it really hard to stand out from the pack. Um, and this is one that really helped me train. And the reason I love it is because it's so quirky and so daggy that someone's either going to love the dad jokes, right? And they're going <laughs> to respond to that. Or someone's going to smirk and go, this guy is so quirky and so weird that I really need to get back to him because it's hilarious, right? So there's either the daggy element or the people that respond to that kind of humour. Um, so I'll put it out there. Like, I mean, we've got in there Skill and Michael Jackson. So let's say React Native and Michael Jackson. So it yeah. kicks off. So firstly, you're like, what, why is someone talking about Michael Jackson, right? When you're, <laughs> you're going to go, what the hell is this all about? I'm going to read it. Yeah. Um, then, you know, Benjamin Franklin first discovered electricity. Alexander Graham Bell first invented the telephone. And Neil Armstrong was the first man on the moon. Now it's your turn. So you haven't ticked off the Michael Jackson thing. So you're still reading. You're like, where is this going? Right? <laughs> um, then it's not to actually walk on the moon and insert a, a GIF, a, you know, whatever. So a picture of Michael Jackson, a bit of audio content, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, but this is the only React Native role where you'll work with the team too and then whatever the project is. So that's kind of like walking on the moon, don't you think? So it's, it's so daggy, right? And you just keep reading. So your first small step to find out more is to check out more details here. Or you can take a giant leap by replying and we can just talk. So when, when I try and think of content that I'm sharing, um, particularly when it comes to outbound campaigns, I think about how Simon got his personality in there and how I immediately kind of smile. And if I was to reach out to him, the person that I'm going to be talking to is clearly the person that wrote this. It doesn't feel generic. It's full yeah. of his personality. And I, I love that. I think that's really important and something that we really need to focus on, um, getting ourselves into it. It's just intriguing. I, I feel like yeah. even get, arriving at the end of the message, I still don't really understand why Michael Jackson in there is in there, but it's got me thinking. Like, whereas, like, I feel like if you got something that real bland, vanilla, transactional message, once you've read one, you've read them all. So you kind of like, eh, it, it doesn't really get you thinking but this does it just piques your interest um totally. it makes me want to know the weirdo behind the message yeah it is it's, <laughs> it, yeah, absolutely like who is this quirky person that's writing to me and what i love about uh, you know this particular message and i think it's something that we can all um learn from is it doesn't go over we're looking for x amount of years of experience and we're looking for these particular skills blah 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 it keeps that really minimal um and just really focuses on the humor um, or the silliness, uh, and and you're right. It just makes you intrigued. You want to click. You want to respond. You're like, what is this all about? And we get so so much at crew. We get so much response from these kind of. Oh, you do. Yeah, that, that was my next question. How does it perform? It it generates good outcomes. Absolutely, incredibly well. And when I compare it to some of the outbounds that I've done in the past, prior to taking this approach. I mean, it's, it's second to none. I mean, everyone's sending messages out now because we don't recruit 
via job boards anymore, right? We, we kind of put them up as force of habit. Everyone's needing to do this kind of attraction to bring people in because that's that's the way we work now and, I, and I'd argue that's across most industries these days as well. So you've got to stand out from the pack. Everyone in this case, there are going to be dozens of companies looking for React Natives and these people are going to be, these candidates are going to be receiving those dozen emails. So you've got to stand out. Um, you've got to seem a little bit silly, a little bit fresh, and for it to have your personality in there. Otherwise, you're right. Like, it's not going to... People aren't going to respond it's not going to stand out. The other thing I really like about this as a innately lazy human being is the reusability. Oh. With, with these mm. small token inputs, there's, there's not a huge amount of, like, very human personalization. So you can actually get a lot of bang for buck and a lot of reuse out of this without much effort and you, like leaning on automation you could have this like flying out the door and and it's personalized in that it's you as a person in your your expression um being automated versus yeah having to go email uh, individual to individual and write something oh i see you worked here for this long and congratulations on getting that certification which i think has been overplayed and it's a bit kind totally. of yeah that, that i feel that strategy maybe uh is on the way out yeah, because I, I think people have done that historically because they're wanting to show that they've researched the candidate before they sent it out. Yeah. And I don't think that's necessarily important to a candidate because that information is so easily accessed anyway. So they're like, hey, they've looked at my LinkedIn profile, which, you know, when you're sending it out, you clearly have anyway. So, so why bother with that? It's not going to give you that bang for your buck, as you say. Yeah. Um, any... Final tips in terms of like how to get uh, in in the headspace to write something like this. Like, like, do you feel this is something? I feel like for me, this is something I'll be driving in the car and I'll be just daydreaming about something weird, and I'll be like, "Oh, that'd be an interesting outreach message," and yeah. then trying to translate it later. Or, or do you have any tips in how you kind of get in the zone to unlock this kind of creativity? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You you can't do it in the moment when you're in your day to day. You you just can't. Um, you're using it, like you said earlier, you're using a different side of your brain. Um, I think you're absolutely right. Step out and mow the lawn. Um, think about <laughs> yeah, it. The time you when you're listening to music, cooking is great for creativity. Cooking yeah. is really great. You've got fragrances, you've got colour, you've got texture. Um, amazing time to actually start thinking of these sort of things. If you're at your computer and you've got 20 emails to respond to and you need to get back to X amount of candidates, etc., um, you've got deadlines that you're meeting, you've got a thousand meetings ahead of you. That's all you can think about. So you're not going to be able to be creative. So you need to step away. Um, like I said, I run workshops, which is around floristry and using fresh flowers. It could be anything, draw a picture, doodle, you know, um, whatever. But just to get you out of that mindset. Otherwise, you, you'll never get there and you're putting way too much pressure on yourself as well. Um, creativity doesn't come naturally um, to everyone. But if you actually tap into that zone, what I call the createfulness zone, you can actually get there. So it's, it's, it, it's a journey, right? You've got to train yourself. It's like flexing a muscle. You've got to keep building it. And, and, and it feels like it's worth the investment. Like if you're going to get the, the increased engagement, particularly in these competitive and niche hard-to-fill roles, um, it's worth going to the time to work out how to build that muscle. Um, totally. 
Yeah. Totally. And, and you know, like me, you know, I started with Simon McSorley. Um, he was able to show me how he was doing it. I think learning from each other and collaborating, and that's why I love communities like the Rubber Band community where people are happy to share content with each other, um, support each other and help each other. It gives you a little bit of a, you know... Um, you know, almost a playbook or, or even a, um, a head start. You can see how other people are doing that and you can learn from it and that will stimulate some ideas for you as well when you're in the right mindset, obviously. Awesome, mate. Thank you so much. This is a, a cracker. Thank you to Simon for contributing. I'd love to get him on at some stage in the future and see what else, what other value we can draw out of him. But yeah, really appreciate it, Eden. Thank you for your time, mate.